0: The coaching industry has undergone a significant change in the last decade or so. And as individuals and organizations are waking up to the importance of coaching in their lives, let's look at how easy or difficult it has become for coaches to sell their services to organizations and individuals. Fall in love with selling as you acquire the right mindset, selling style and sales process that helps you take your business solution to more prospects, potential clients and the world at large. If you are a women entrepreneur who is looking to get more sales, scale and sustainability in your business, you have reached the right place. I'm Roshni Bananya, your host for the show Ace The Sales, which is all about helping you bring your authentic and influential sell to each sales conversation. Hello Heather, happy to have you with us today on this show.
1: Thank you, I'm excited to be with you.
0: Yes, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your work.
1: Well, maybe the short version. Um, I started my business, Envision Success Inc., in 2006. I've worked with hundreds of clients so far, and I published my first book called Lead with Moxie at the end of 2019. Passionate about helping women and men, mostly women, because I am one, I can relate, uh, that are in business, how to overcome challenges with confidence, even though we don't maybe spell it out like that. That's It's plaguing all of us in different ways. Right. So what predominantly your work is around?
0: So like it is leadership, confidence building. What is your predominant area of expertise?
1: It is leadership, leadership behaviors. So um, that would comprise communication style, how to delegate with the team, productivity habits. (laughs) But it's all under sort of this leadership umbrella. Yes. Absolutely. So like you shared,
0: uh, Heather, that uh, you've been into this business and you've been coaching and training people since 2006. So what have you observed uh, some of the changes in the industry, especially the coaching industry back then and now? So like, it's been more than a decade. But yes. And
1: some <laughs> ways I feel like, oh my goodness, that went by in the blink of an eye. And other times it feels like a, you yes, know, three by. Yeah. <laughs> the dichotomy of time. Yes. So it was very different. Those first few, maybe three years were all about educating people as to what coaching was. Right. Exactly. You know, I said, oh, I'm a coach. And they maybe said soccer coach, what kind of coach? And, oh my gosh. Exactly. <laughs> Football coach. <laughs> no, no, business coach, success coach, and some people more senior leadership in in larger organizations were familiar with executive coaching, business coaching, but those weren't the people that I was having most of the conversations with. So it was this whole process of educating people as to the benefits and what it looked like, and then you know then the 2008 we had this large financial situation that hit and things, you know, people started looking more seriously at what they were doing, the habits that were contributing to their success or failure, the trends in their business. And I did quite well through that period, because the the right people, the ones who wanted to invest in their future success, were looking for new, new opportunities to do better, to grow and develop. And so since then, you know, I just, I say I'm lucky, but really it is, it's a lot of referrals. It's a lot of that whole process. So for me, I'm not out there having to explain what I do like I used to. Um, and Really, ninety something percent of my business is from referrals. So people say, "Oh, I got these great results," and and this is the person who helped me. Or people are asking each other, "Hey, do you know a good coach?" Because I'm thinking about doing that. So that is a huge difference, a huge right. positive difference. Um, right. I've also noticed a negative difference in that there are wow, a lot, a huge percentage of people calling themselves coaches who don't have uh, any kind of coaching education, or you know, they don't. Maybe they're brand new. At something or they um, they're selling a product and they're calling themselves a coach, even though it's related to selling that product and not, not the actual uh, coaching discipline. So that's frustrating. Right. And I feel like there's almost, it's almost gone the other direction and that there's a little bit of a stigma. Some people have had a bad experience with people calling themselves coaches and, and charging a lot of money. So that creates a little bit of a barrier, but Fortunately, having been in the industry long enough it helps kind of break that barrier down. It's like, oh, you've been doing this since 2006. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> right.
0: Rightly said. So, uh, like you've uh, shared a little bit about uh, the earlier part of the industry where you had to educate people as to what coaching actually is, but now people have realized the importance of it and now are seeking it themselves. So that's a huge change that you have highlighted. So, how easy or difficult it has has become for an individual as a coach herself to now make use of this new opportunity? Because like you said, that now there is some cluttering also.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a bit of um, cluttering in the, in the, in the marketplace. <laughs> yes.
0: So uh, how easy or difficult it has become because for the coach herself to now go out there and sell her services or the transformation they are trying to bring in their client's
1: lives. Oh boy. There are, there's a whole host of thoughts flying around in my head fill it out <laughs> yeah just, just blah here it comes uh, there are a few things I think one is the approach the attitude right is huge and this is I address this in my book because I interviewed I'll tell you a little tiny bit about the book um and then I'll come back to the topic mm-hmm. so I interviewed 111 women running businesses on Wit. Wh- skills and behaviors it takes to be successful in business. And through those conversations, which were amazing, by the way. So uh, again, the book is called Lead with Moxie, for good reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. The One of the topics of conversation, one of the themes, the 15 themes in the book is selling or business development. So, I mean, we talked about the challenges of selling. So I can bring not only my own personal challenges and working with clients, but also this, this body of interviews that I did and the things that they told me. So the attitude, the approach that we bring to the table when we're selling is paramount. It's, it's, we think, oh, if I just follow this process, right. If I get in the right mood and I just make the calls and I check the boxes on my Excel sheet and I just, you know, do all that, it's just magically going to come, but there's so much more. To it, as you know, following a process is important and I do highly recommend it. But I would say, even before that, and and we don't have to find the perfect process, by the way, or the perfect spreadsheets or the perfect CRM. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we can, you can do it with paper. It doesn't have to be this perfect system. But the number one thing is the mindset. And this is something that I realized for me okay. and for all these conversations I've had with, especially with women, but also with men, is that we get in our own heads, we get, we, we pile on all the reasons why we're not worthy of the sale or, and then we're, or we're desperate to make a sale, you know, to get the money. We have the money in our mind when we go to make the call or we sit down. In the sales conversation. And then we don't say the right things. We don't bring the right energy to the table. Um, I think that's one of the number one things. I, mean, I could talk about that for days, probably. <laughs> and then, I mean, there, there are so many other things, but what for coaches specifically, I think it's partly where spending your time, who are you spending your time with? And I've seen a real trend toward people saying, oh, you have to join all these Facebook groups for women in business and or whoever your target market is. Join all these Facebook groups and be on there, you have to be active every day, you have to be contributing. And eventually, you know, you'll build the relationships and, and then it'll pay off in sales. And of course, that that's not a lie. But I think it's the way people go about it. And the amount of energy and time that they spend doing it, there's a bit of a mess, they could spend 10 hours a day, right. all over social media and get no sales from this process, and they get disheartened. So I think there are a lot of coaches out there thinking that that's the way to build a business. So what's it, the I'm way to- that you suggest? or what's the way that has worked for you i think it's pick pick a place where you're comfortable hanging out. So if that is social media, that's fine, but be realistic about it too. Right. I mean, it's harder to build relationships. People are a little bit skeptical and the conversations are a little bit different. They're wary of all these people saying, Oh, I'm a coach. I can help you. You know, recently I was on a Facebook page or group page and there was a comment, someone was looking for a podcast guest and they're like, Oh, does anyone know anyone who could be a guest on my podcast? And there were 300 and something comments. And I rolled quickly through because of course my first thought was oh well I could be a guest on your podcast well there were like 300 and something comments that said, oh I'm a, I'd be a good guest because of this I'd be a good guest because of this and oh this this woman was inundated with responses yeah. so how is she then going to how is she now pick and find the right find the right, the right guest of well course. maybe that wasn't the right group to ask that question because as I looked at some of the members they were all many of them were newer in business and they're just they're getting on and they're trying to you know just trying to get started. Started, just putting themselves out there everywhere right so one of the things that I did initially was I went to networking events and of course with the virus things are a little bit different but I would say that building local relationships always works so joint you know being on committees and boards or serving serving your community and making connections with the people that that you want to. To be around. So it can't only be for business. <laughs> right. Because that doesn't really work. I mean, if you're, it has to be something you're passionate about or interested in, or at least you feel good about. You're going to, I'm going to spend time doing this. And I really hope that it does end up in business, but there might not be a direct correlation. So it is always about building relationships. So some sort of network and community service, I think, tend to really pay off and be enjoyable. But there's a ratio, you know, too much networking when I, there were a couple of years there where I was involved with the chamber and uh probably six different networking groups and I was drinking more alcohol than I was in college. And I said, What the heck? This is Yes absolutely. This is crazy. These- business people can really drink and, you know, golf outings. And it was just a lot of social stuff and it wasn't necessarily paying off for the business relationships. So it's a combination of getting your butt out there, being visible and talking about your business, but not, not being too pushy where people shy, you know, back away and don't want to serve with you, you know? So it naturally comes up as you're meeting people and you're out there in the community. So, oh, so what do you do? Oh, what do you do? And then to be able to just take it one more notch Hey, you know who I'm really looking to connect with is whoever, right? To be able to to ask for what we want is priceless. So I joined an, an international organization called BNI Business Network International. If you're familiar with them, yes. Or I was in that group for seven years. I even served in leadership and I did training of new members and president or chapter presidents. And, but it taught me how to stand up and talk about what I want. And I think more women specifically, but all of us in sales could benefit from some of those lessons that I took from BNI, how to stand up and be very specific. This is who I'm looking to meet because it's the human brain is like a Google search. You know, we, you type in any, I want to meet anyone. Well, that's not, that's going to bring back a whole lot of junk search results. Absolutely. Right. But if you say, you know, someone's looking, anyone who needs a dentist in the city, you know. Right. Well, that's not, it doesn't, it doesn't pop up actual names and I don't, it's not really connecting the dots. So we have to help, we have to make it really easy for people to give us names. You know, do you know people who have this specific situation or look like this or sound like this, or maybe they're saying these things or their kids need braces, whatever. Right. Right. So being more specific really helps and doing the work to figure out what to say. um, Most of us tend to resist, but it's worth it. (laughs)
0: Do you often face feast and famine cycles in your business? Do you set lofty income goals but don't know how to achieve them? Then this is the time for you to wear the CEO hat and take charge of your sales with the Personal Sales Planner. This sales planner is an all-in-one tool for solopreneurs like yourself to help you manage and grow your sales every single quarter. From mindset and motivation to strategy and implementation, tracking and monitoring to review and reflection. Everything that you need to crush your sales targets and meet your income goals is within this 90-day planner. So grab one for yourself from the link given in show notes at bit.ly slash PSP-37. This is the best way for you to bring in predictable revenue growth in your business. So grab your planner from bit.ly slash PSP-37. The link is given in show notes. Absolutely, because most of the people love to beat around the bush and uh, try not to make themselves vulnerable because standing out there and Asking and being specific cause a huge amount of vulnerability and not everyone is ready for that. So yes, uh, yeah, it's hard. So yes, of course, platforms, networking platforms and like BNI, you said, one of the platforms that you've joined. So of course it has chapters here in India as well, where I am uh, located. Although I am not a part of BNI, I have never been because like you said, uh, networking platforms. So there are different ways to network as well. So Somehow that particular platform didn't gel with uh, the kind of networking I do, but still I loved going to events. I love meeting people and connecting with people. And that's why, of course, most of our businesses, service-based businesses, especially thrive on uh, referrals and networking and people connect. So yes, that's a great thing that you highlighted that networking is one of the foundational pieces to build your uh, business, not social media. media is every for everyone. But yes, connecting to people one on one. What yes. else has worked for you as a best practice in selling when you are having that one to one conversation with your prospect or the potential client that you are sitting in front with and having that conversation?
1: Excellent question. Yes, I have to come back to that mindset. So, something that I work on with clients who are in, you know, even in that community leadership communication, all types of communication, it's this energy that we bring with us to the conversation that makes such a difference. So it's whatever attitude, whatever thoughts, worries, gratitude is in your mind as you're walking into that meeting or as you're, you know, popping on Zoom or whatever it is, really colors the the words you use, the expectation that you that you portray with that other person or that, or, or if it's in a, a meeting with a bunch of people, it's that energy that you bring to the table. So, I mean, it sounds a little spiritual or woo woo, but I, I don't care. <laughs> it is, you know, I'm sure 10 years ago, I was like, okay, you know, but I totally get it now. I've done a lot of the hard work to, to overcome the fears of selling, of putting myself out there. And I don't know that it's ever a hundred percent gone stuff still pops up, you know, it's like, yes. Yes, I don't feel perfect by any stretch. You know, there are days when I'm like, "Oh, this is a struggle. What's going on?" <laughs> and then, then, other days, it's just fun and easy. And the difference is what you know that what's in my mind. If if I'm focusing on my struggles, if I um, have a huge bill due and I haven't uh, signed up an, a new client in a while or whatever, I'm just some a uh, situation that a lot of people could relate to. Then maybe that's in the back of my mind, and it's it's changing how I. I talk with that sales prospect, you know, that potential for business instead of being, this is what obviously what I recommend more is being so grateful for the opportunity to serve them. So it's to bring an attitude of gratitude and service to the table and to be able to, it's like, I don't know. I always liken this to buying a car or maybe a house. You go, you have to be ready to walk away. If you're going to get the best deal on a car, You can't show them that you're emotionally invested or that you're desperate to get that car it's not going to go well for you. Right. Right. So it's similar, a little different, but similar. You have to be able to say, you know what? I don't need that car to be helpful, to to be a happy person. I I don't need them to give me the best deal in that car. I am my own person and I can walk out of here and they're going to be sorry they didn't get my sale. Right. Like you have to kind of have that attitude (laughs) a little bit cavalier. Like I'm going to be totally okay, whether I get this or not. Right. My life is going to be excellent. When I walk out of this meeting, guard, of what happens, so if you can remember that, and I used to give people assignments, <laughs> my my clients, you know, give them some coaching assignment, uh, homework, and I'd say the next sales meeting you have in the car in the parking lot, just get there a few minutes early, and then have a little bit of a script, sort of a a setup
0: <laughs> routine for, right.
1: for yourself that gets you in the right frame of mind. Because if you just wing it, well, chances are you'll be, oh, I hope I look okay. I hope I remember everything I was going to say. Do I have all my papers? Am I like, ah? I have I got to go to the bathroom. Crap! I shouldn't have drank all that coffee. You're bringing that kind of energy. Have, into to bring meeting. yourself in like a centered. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get Control of yourself. Feel calm and control grateful for the things that you have in life and just know that I'm here to help them. If I'm not the best person to help them, then that's okay. Then I probably don't want the sale anyway. They don't, if it's not the best thing for them, if it's not the best thing for me, like we're here to explore and kind of do this dance. And if, if it's meant to be, it's going to be great. And if I walk out of here and I don't have the sale or I still don't have an answer, then that's okay. I'm just going to keep going. I want to keep right. doing my thing. So that, I mean, I really simplified it a ton, but that to me, I don't know, that's some of the best advice I can give anybody. And it does take a little bit of practice to get to that point. I understand when you're new and you're like, I have to make some money. It's really hard, but it doesn't, and you'll always be okay. You're not going to live in a box under the bridge. You're not going to let yourself get to that point. Right. It took a while for me also to get used to
0: this phrase that uh, your self-worth is not attached to the outcome of that sales conversation. Yes, exactly. It, yes, it has to. The first time I heard this, it sounded good, but it took a while To get into my being.
1: Yes, it's a a process. It's a process. (laughs) We have to get used to the idea. And then we have to sort of accept the belief because it's not the same belief as what we had. And yeah, it's a whole process. And doing that work is priceless. So whether it's working with a coach or a therapist or getting a book or doing tapping or meditating or prayer, whatever it is. Right. It was absolutely a thing. And now because I'm much more experienced and relaxed about things, I find when I, I use the same technique that I do for speaking, like for keynote engagements, I saw that you're a TED Talk <laughs> pro, you're a pro. So before <laughs> I go into a situation where I'm on stage, and I just sort of do this prayer meditation combo that says, let me be who they need me to be today. You know, let me be the a conduit or a vessel for, for whatever they need. And I'm I would find myself saying things that I normally would never share yes. on stage or in a sales meeting or whatever. And I would just be like, Oh, well that was kind of interesting. But those were the most fruitful conversations or presentations that's so true that happens yes people would would find me afterwards or send me write me a handwritten thank you card and mail it or you know or the sales if I went in thinking oh I'm going to work with them for three months and then we have this project and they're like we want to hire you for this five-year deal now you know like wow that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) because I was open I was just open to whatever came and so that really has become my approach and I'm so comfortable um and relaxed with that now and I don't I'm okay like if it doesn't work out if I'm not the person for you okay that's fine I know well I remember that that felt impossible when I was new so
0: so you mean to say it like now you've given it a spiritual spin you've given yeah. your sales or selling a spiritual spin <laughs>
1: Yes, I absolutely have. And I don't think I've articulated that. So you just, we just said it out loud. That is actually true. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) The universe will provide. I mean, I'm not gonna get too worried about this one. I'm not gonna get so attached. To this one sales conversation, that's too much pressure on them and, and on me too, right? And when we have that weird pressure. And people can't quite put their finger on it, but there's something they're like, mm, I don't know. Said all the right things. She looked really professional. She has a great, you know, she's credible, but there's just something, I don't know. I didn't like her. You don't want to put yourself in that position. So just be comfortable with yourself and know that everything's going to be fine.
0: Yes. That's my advice. Yes. Awesome. awesome. And I think that that's the perfect piece of advice. Actually, a lot many women out there uh, need to hear because they attach so much of significance to how much they are being paid or if they are getting a yes from the client that they are talking to for business. And even one no will put them, send them down the rabbit hole of like imposter syndrome and i'm not good enough or or this is i'm not worth it kind of a thing but uh, yes that is just one single no it no means next opportunity
1: move on. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. You can't see how vehemently I'm nodding. I'm like, yes, yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know. I, I know when you're in that, when you're new or you're struggling a little bit, you don't feel that confident. It is really, it's difficult to put yourself in a position of feeling really confident, but that's the thing. You have to be able to find what works for you. So, you know, the positive self-talk, meditation, okay. prayer, whatever it is, remember, you are a divine being just like I. The rest of this, you think these other people deserve this amazing success? Well, so do you, right? I mean, right. you think your children deserve a ton of success, or these other people that you love, well, that means you also deserve success. You are worthy of making that sale. So bring that that beautiful energy into the conversation and everything will flow better. Absolutely. That's so beautifully said.
0: Okay. That was a great conversation, Heather. Any last piece of advice or words that you want to share with the listeners?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, I guess <laughs> I could go on and on, but that's, I think, uh, you
0: got the message. So yes, yes, yes. Any last uh, quotation from your book you want to mention? Or... Oh,
1: that's a great idea. Let yeah. me see. You know, this book was so much fun. Let me turn to the sales, the sell, the chapter on selling. give you yes. a nice takeaway here. You know, I think the chapter starts, the very first words of the chapter, mm-hmm. can we talk dirty? Okay. <laughs> so because selling a sell is like this dirty word dirty to so word. many people, especially women. And it is, it's yeah. all about the worthiness inside but you deserve to be paid for your efforts right you got to clear out the head trash (laughs) that's a good (laughs) one you have to clear out the head trash clear out the head trash yeah there are so many things sales conversations should be as simple as this is what I'm great at this is the value it brings this is what it costs then that's it right yes (laughs) but no we put Put that's so, much so important. Uh, th-
0: this is what it costs. That's the
1: place. That's the line where people get hung up on. Decide your price and just state it. Don't state it. Don't make. Just yeah, just state it. This is what it costs. I mean, awesome. listen, I'm not perfect at this either. Even just, uh, I picked up a couple new clients recently, mm-hmm. and one of them had absolutely no idea what kind of fees we were talking about. And as I stated them, I could see her eyes, you know, go a little crazy. And I thought. Right. Maybe I should give her a discount. All these old self-worth, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not worthy. What if I'm not good enough? All this crap right. started, you know, kind of coming out a little bit. And I was like, no, 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 no it's fine. She'll find a way to work with me. When we give too deep a discounts, people don't take it seriously. Yes. So yeah. And you know, it's all working out fine. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> She's still working with me. There you go. Final words. Good,
0: good for you. <laughs> so great. Heather, it was lovely talking to you and thanks so much for being on this show today with me.
1: Thank you. This was delightful. I'm so, thank you for connecting with me and giving me this opportunity. This has thank been, you so much. Yeah, this
0: has been great. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode. I'm sure you were able to find some key learnings and takeaways from today's episode, which will help you grow your business to the next level. And if that's the case, make sure that you share this episode with two of your business buddies because you never know that they might also find some insight which will help them in their business. Knowledge, after all, grows by sharing it further, right? So do share it with two of your business buddies. Also, if you like ACSA's podcast, consider sharing 5-star review and rating on Apple iTunes because that will help us take the podcast to many more women just like yourself who are looking to find sales success in their business. Also, it will mean the world to us, especially myself and my team who are putting loads of efforts to bring this podcast to you. And lastly, remember to connect with me on Instagram at Roshni underscore because I would love to know more about you, your business and what is it that you need help with when it comes to selling. So connect with me on Instagram, leave a review and share the podcast with two of your business buddies. I will meet you next Thursday. Stay tuned and stay safe and happy selling.